Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore. We get together twice a week and uh, chop it up over God's Word. We we discuss kind of what we're what we're experiencing, what we're learning, and hopes that that'll be encouraging and edifying for you in whatever God has placed you in right now in your life. This week, I have drug in the big cheese himself. And this is a man on a mission. He's got something to say. Oh, absolutely. Today Hello, Brett. Day. Hey, Chris. <laughs> okay, what do you got for me today? Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about missions and what that looks like in the context of uh, UFC. Yeah, go make disciples, take take the gospel. This is all you know, core Christian doctrine. So how does UFC do this? Okay. Um, so since we've been talking about the history and the founding of the church and some of the core principles and stuff like that, one of the things I, I made an arbitrary decision at the very front end is to say that 10% of all the money that comes into UFC through tithes and offerings would be dedicated to missions. And um, I knew what I had in my mind when I meant missions, and I don't know that everybody knows, but I'm thinking of uh, taking the gospel um, to people in places that naturally we probably couldn't get to or wouldn't get to. Um, so we had that commitment, made it clear from the front end. And I, I think it's been helpful for people to be generous with the church because they know at least a 10th of that is going toward some form of missions. Yeah. So it had a global perspective, it sounds like. And, um, and it was kind of a, we're putting our money where our mouth is. We're, yeah. we're serious about this. So, yeah. So I think Primarily, I didn't want us to become an inward-focused church. I've, I'm sort of wired evangelistically. I think that's in my crew DNA and in who I am. And so I'm always wanting the gospel to be proclaimed out there somewhere. And um, I think churches that become inward-focused suffer, and they don't do what it is that God has called them to do at, at some, some level. So um Early on, it was a little bit self-serving. We called ourselves University Fellowship Church. I got outvoted. I wanted a track town Bible. But, um, <laughs> That's and, close, you guys. <laughs> and we uh, decided to you know, plant in South Eugene near the U of O. So our early mission expenditures and endeavors went toward partners that were already serving at the U of O. So Campus Crusade for Christ or Crew, the Navigators, InterVarsity, Young Life, things like that. So we chose to fund um, local ministries that were, you know, partnering, uh, trying to reach the U of O. Um, many of those that we funded either joined our church or were a part of our church. So we liked that too. We wanted to support people that we knew, and that was our our initial um, philosophy and how we would spend mission money. Um, over time, what's interesting to see what's happened is how it's transitioned. So. Um, I would say in the early days, 80% of our money that was being spent on missions was being spent locally or stateside, 20% international. Uh, those numbers have reversed dramatically over the years and partially by, you know, philosophical changes, but more by the people we've supported have left our shores. So, um, you know, we supported the Campbells with the navigators at the U of O, they moved to New Zealand. Uh, we know them to be faithful gospel ministers. We're going to continue to support them wherever they go. So now our money goes to New Zealand. We supported Jerusha Carriker, and she was here at the OVO, and she moved to Australia with crew. Um, the Grimauds showed up at our church, and he's a retired pastor, and they had very deep roots in ministries in India. 
And as I began to learn about those ministries, I recognized, man, this is a great opportunity for us to invest in India, in particular in church planting, orphanages, widowages, and water wells. We've probably put in 60 or 70 water wells, each associated with a little, little Bible church in um, an untouchable caste in India. So we started funding that. Then others moved away, um, and um, the Pattersons went to France, and and Kaylin and uh, Allison, um, they both went to work in Haiti. That's another connection is um, a woman in our church, um, Monica Osborne, had a friend in Arizona who had started a an orphanage in Haiti, and she and Ferris, my wife, went down uh, for a time in Arizona and met Kathy and and Ferris came home and said, "Man, this is a ministry we had to consider supporting." And so I looked into it, and sure enough, and so we've partnered with Chances for Children now. So uh, it, God has really just sort of moved people away, <laughs> and and, uh, and as a result, our our foreign ministry support has uh, really blossomed, which I like to see. I think that's probably an extension of the evangelistic roots you have because. The idea wasn't that we stay here, we get comfortable, we get puffed up, whatever. Um, the idea was that we we come, we serve God together, we grow, and then we go and we do it again somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, so right now, I know we have a missions board. Um, so you can tell, can you tell us a little bit about how that formed and and what that looks like? Yeah. So I I knew early on that. Um, missionaries are going to come to the senior pastor and ask for money. And because of my longer history with crew and other parachurch organizations, I have a lot of friends and I knew that they would probably knock on our door. And I wanted to build some sort of insulation in. So it wasn't me making all the financial decisions about who gets our money. And uh, so I I said, let's, let's have a missions committee. I chose not to use the word board. Um, Let's have a missions committee and have them do the filtering and the and the selection and the follow up and the communication and the care and that kind of thing and and so that board has been in place since see, I said board ah. <laughs> <laughs> that committee's been in place pretty much since the start of the church and um, it's done that function really really well. I think they um, are a little frustrated from time to time, sort of wondering, are, are we doing what we should be doing? And is there more we could be doing? And is there a, a way to involve more people of UFC in sort of the heartbeat of missions? And I, I've i learned over the years that um, missions attracts a type of person, doesn't attract everybody. And I don't mean to be a missionary, but to even show interest in missions. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm with them. I'd like to broaden that circle, but the reality is, is that it often attracts a certain kind of mindset that's already sort of thinking about the world in terms of the gospel. So, uh, right now it's, uh, being led well by, um, it has been led well all along, but, uh, <laughs> Jane, Jane Kammerzelt is now the chairman of that committee. Jarrell sits on it and, and interfaces for the pastoral staff, and that's been a huge blessing to them and to us. And um, I'm excited about its continued growth and where it's going and, and the stewardship of the money. Awesome. Well, it's always encouraging to see how UFC is looking for opportunities out there, and to have a dedicated team of people who are thinking about this is is a huge blessing. So hopefully that encourages 
everyone who, you know, maybe didn't know that we were involved in this way or um, had this going on to learn that we've got a, a very clear interest in, in how the world is uh, met with the gospel. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'd add too is um, as our church grows and as its budget grows, of course, the budget of the mission committee grows as well. And um, we, a question was asked of me the other day, which I think, think is probably instructive for this podcast. They said, if we don't spend our budget, uh, if we don't spend our mission budget in 2020, do we get to roll it over into 2021 or 2022? And I said, no, that's not how we operate here. Uh, I said, we work like a family. And you've heard me say that numerous times in staff meetings. I view the church as a family. And so it's going to look a little bit like my home budget, whether you like it or not. And that is, <laughs> that's this, that Ferris and I make adult decisions about how we spend our money and we don't set aside X amount of dollars a month for entertainment. And then we get to the end of the month and we've got entertainment money left over. So we say, Oh, we've got entertainment money left over. Let's go spend it. Uh, That's not a good way of budgeting because if we, if there's not a movie we want to go to or something we don't want to do, why would we just go spend money? And so I've been really clear with our staff all along that, um, this is our money. And when I say our, I mean, we're a family. And first, pastors should lead the charge in tithing. And I feel strongly about that. I've had pastors over the years, not here, but elsewhere, that felt like their life was a tithe. And I'm mm. like, yeah, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I tithe my time. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And so I need to lead with my generosity and my giving. So it is my money. And I want it to be used well. And so even within each of our budgets, um, if there's money left over at the end of the year, I would not want the college ministry just to figure out a way to spend it. I'd want it to be put into savings and it'd be there for a need in the future. Then our elders, if, if the college ministry one year runs out of money and they've got an excellent opportunity to do something or grow something or you know, serve in a way, they would come to the elders and say, hey, we could use a little more money because we've spent it all this year and here's the, here's the thing we'd like to do. The elders will make an adult decision and say, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And they'll fund that or they won't. And odds are pretty good they will. Um, So I don't know if anybody else has an interest in that question, but I know the mission committee did. And when I answered it for them, it was helpful for them to see that. um, So we don't have separate piles of money sitting around. We sort of incorporate it all into one family checkbook and we make decisions that way. Now we, we do an annual budget every year and I ask our staff to, try to live within their means, which they always do. Our staff is fantastic when it comes to money. So if you're listening to this and you give to UFC, I I would want you to know that um, budgets are thought through. They're adhered to. um, Money is used wisely. And the simplicity of our church, I think, lends to its financial success. We're not always trying to, to do something to attract all the time or to change our culture. We're just, we're just trying to exist and be the church and do it well and, and shepherd this, the finances well as well. Yeah. Lots be, of wells in that. Be, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A, a real heartbeat to be on mission. It, yeah. it really is. Uh, uh, which makes it easy when you're making decisions when they're on mission, mm-hmm. you don't have to think about it as, as much, or you don't have to maybe justify it in your own mind. So it keeps things really consistent. And I can certainly attest, uh, having been a part of those, one of those meetings, we've talked numbers a couple of times 
and seeing the bottom line and kind of seeing how and making sure that the team understands how this works and what an annual budget looks like and how the church makes decisions. So I've certainly appreciated the insight into that, that these aren't um, decisions being made behind closed doors that nobody can talk or, you know, and we all kind of wonder what's going on right. with the money. Yeah. <laughs> so wonderful. Great. Uh, you, you did. I'll, I'll close with this. Yeah. Um, I would want the people of UFC, if they have a, uh, you know, here's here's something I think that the church should do evangelistically in, in particular. Um, I think you ought to bring those ideas to the mission committee or or to the pastor that you most closely associate with and cast a little vision for it and and not things that here's what the church should do, now you go do it. But here's here's where I'm connected to the community and I see a need here. And I think if the church stepped in and met that need, it would open doors to the gospel. It'd give me a platform that I could use for the gospel. That's the way I like looking at things. And so um, you'll hear me say oftentimes we, we do good works to build goodwill so we can share the good news. Um, the gospel is is the possession of the church. The, the rest of the world can feed the hungry and care for the poor, which we should do as well. But we're the only entity that has the truth of the gospel so we want those things to overlap and so if you're in the community feeding the poor and caring for those in the margins and you need help financially you need us to come alongside you by all means let us know um i I think that's one of the healthiest ways that we can involve ourselves in evangelism in the gospel in mission is to come alongside and 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 serve for those that are already serving in our community. So don't don't hesitate to ask. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. And it speaks to the agency that we want congregants to feel. We've mm-hmm. talked about this over the course of many episodes, but um, this idea that we're not pro-consumer churchgoer here, we want people to exist and operate. And I think having that philosophy of, hey, come, let's let's pray about this. Let's pitch it. Let's find out if, if the church can partner with this opportunity in our community should hopefully perk some people's ears up out there. Yep. Amen. Awesome. Brett, thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate it. You bet, Chris. Thank you. Yep, we'll see you next time. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week, so please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.